28 minutes away from two o'clock. Well, to some good news now from uh, North Terrace. And now I'm not talking about Parliament House. I'm talking about a little bit further down North Terrace at the Art Gallery of South Australia. One million visitors, a record-breaking exhibition and a new boss. How is that for a trio? Our good friend uh, Lisa Slade, Assistant Director of Artistic Programs, is with us and she's smiling from ear to ear. Hi, Lisa. <laughs> Hello, Alan. <laughs> good to see you. Lovely to see you. It's been a big year, hasn't it? It's hey? been an and, enormous and, and, and year. And we're only in August. <laughs> crazy, That's crazy. Um, uh, a million visitors. Yes. That so is a very big tick, isn't it? it? It's incredible. It's mm. it's more than 200,000 up on the last financial year. And that's down to a couple of factors. One is not only the success in the building, so driving visitation to the art gallery itself. And, of course, we've just closed the doors to Colours of Impressionism. Yeah. Mm. But also what we're doing outside of the gallery. So we have t- several exhibitions, really, that have off-site um, aspects. And for the Adelaide Biennial and also for Tarnandi last year, we were working with other institutions. So mm. our exhibitions were held across the city. So 250,000 people saw those exhibitions. Is that right? I think that's the last time we were talking to you. We were talking about that. So 250,000 people. 250,000 people experienced Art Gallery of South Australia programs outside of the building and more than 800,000 experienced those programs in the building. That's amazing, isn't it? It's very impressive. It shows that it's uh, actually cutting through. Is the Art Gallery one of those places that, uh, you know, a lot of people don't actually... They're not high profile, you know, they don't talk about going to the gallery. It's sort of one of those places you sort of go and uh, meander and have a bit of a look around and be wowed. Yeah. And you don't necessarily hear a lot about it, do you? I, I, it's interesting. It's a really interesting question. I mean, I think about the population of this city and remember we're only at about 1.3 million. Mm. If we've got a million people visiting our programs per year in a city mm. that's a scale of 1.3, that is really phenomenal. Mm, that is. is just, mm. we're really punching above our weight. But the question of how much people know, I think people have made it part of their lives. I think people, you know, I was at the gallery yesterday for our start program that we hold on the first Sunday of every month. We had a thousand children and their parents in the gallery yesterday. There you go. Yeah, it says it all, doesn't it? I yeah. think people just really mm. make it part of their, their week, their weekend. Mm. Our school visitation is incredible. So for Colours of Impressionism, we had more than 14,000 school children visit. So I Perhaps in some ways it's just become part of who we are, Mm. what people do. Mm. Certainly in terms of the tourism circuit, people coming to Adelaide, I think we are top of mind for most of our partners and our supporters. I think South Australian Tourism support us really beautifully to do what we do. So for Colours of Impressionism, which has just closed, we had about 35,000 people from outside. Now, that's what I was going to ask. How many do we know actually came in just to see the the exhibition? 35,000. 35,000, yeah. We're still doing the economic analysis and what that means because you can imagine, Alan, 35,000 people, how long are they staying for? Mm -hmm. Why are they coming? What else are they doing? Where else are they going? So we'll sit down and look at that. For our Turner exhibition a few years ago that attracted 91,000 visitors, Mm. so far less, in effect, than the exhibition we've just closed, the economic impact was $15 million. So we're looking in, in excess of that. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, absolutely. Serious, yeah. it's a serious player, and yeah. I think people often don't think about... Well, that's what I mean about the profile. Yeah. People don't talk about it uh, as much as perhaps uh, we do about other things. It's true, and yeah. yet when you travel, what's the first thing you do when you travel? Yeah. When you yeah. go to another city in the world, the first thing you do to get a kind of beat yeah. on the place, exactly. yeah. you wander the streets, you go to cafes, you do all of that, but you go to the art gallery. Mm. 
Mm. It's what you do to, mm. to kind of get a sense of a real sense of where you are. You're right. The, 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 I've got a son who, who lives in Canberra. The last time I was up there, what did I do? Went to the National Went to Gallery. Gallery. You know. And and we're talking about people who wouldn't don't you know they're not in the art game for no, a living. No. It's just what you choose to do with your leisure time. It's an incredibly kind of fulfilling and productive way to spend time. What sort of reactions did you get from those uh, tens of thousands of people mm. that went to the Impressionism uh, exhibition? Yeah. I mean, you know, mind blowing stuff. Really mind blowing. To actually stand there and say. This is the real thing. Yeah, you know? and that's beautiful, and that's yeah. precisely what happened. So yeah. almost 160,000 people bought tickets to see that show, and that's precisely what they said. A lot of people said, I've never been able to make it to Paris. Yeah. I'd love to yeah. go to the Musée d'Orsay. Or they say, I made it to Paris. I didn't get time to go to the Musée d'Orsay. Or this is better than the Musée d'Orsay. We had a few of those. Apologies to our French friends. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah a lot of people yeah. just love the way it was presented mm. in our elder wing. You know, it's presented in a building which is contemporaneous with the Musée d'Orsay, which was initially a train station but it was presented in our very elegant wing which was launched in 1900 and it, I think people loved having the space and the time to just sit with those works mm. so to have 67 works come from the Musée d'Orsay the world's best collection of French Impressionism to be able to experience a dozen Monets really people reflected on that in our certainly in our um, comments books and in all of the online feedback as a bit of a once-in-a-lifetime. Mm. That is. You just stand there and you look at it and you think... You take a breath, then you have another look. Yeah. And the brain just starts going along. And sometimes it can be, oh, that's not what I expected. Yeah. And then you look at it a bit closer and then you realise, well, perhaps it's not what I expected because of. So you start actually analysing it. You, you really become do. a critic within your, within your own mind. Yeah, and yeah. that's that's the general public mm. are responding in that way. They're seeing these pictures, which are over 150 years old, but they're responses to light and to life, mm. to life-changing, enduring and abiding themes that we are continually kind of fascinated by. So um, without that exhibition, we yep. still would have been setting pretty high records. That's oh, that's, yeah. that's the, the, the part know, we shouldn't lose sight of. No, here. you're absolutely right. Yeah. You're absolutely right because, in effect, part of the exhibition was also in this financial mm. year, which will be good for this next financial year. Mm. But you're right. Our visitation has just broadened. I think it's deeper and it's broader. I think we've brought some breadth and depth to the programming and that's because of our relationships with our friends across the city and it's also because of the way we're able to plunge into, you know, contemporary art, Australian art, then the next minute we're looking at Aboriginal art, then we're looking at historic work. So people know that things are changing all the time these days at the Art Gallery of South Australia. We have a bit of a mantra that even in our permanent collection wings we're changing things constantly. Yeah. Sometimes there's a change every week. So there's not that It can sense be that often, can it? It really can yeah, be. Okay. Yep. So people no longer think, oh, well, I went there for a school excursion. I'll see the same work when I enter. Mm. Mm. There is a real sense of dynamism. And we're pulling that through the public program as well. So we don't see ourselves just as a static place where there are static works of art on display. We're a place where people can come and have a glass of wine, come and hear some great music. On Friday, we had 160 people turn up to hear Jeff Wilson, nonagenarian South Australian artist, an artist who's been painting and drawing the Fleuria Peninsula mm. for mm. all of his life, probably for 75 years. And he came out to talk with John Nalen, and we had 160 people turn up to hear him on Friday evening. On a Friday night. Yeah, it's pretty yeah, good, isn't it? It says it all. I think that's really the, important, though, as you say. You, you, sometimes you're rolling over some of the exhibitions as much as once a week yeah. because there is a bit of a mindset, and it goes back to years ago, because decades ago that was the case. Mm. You know, it didn't get changed as much. And how many works have you got in storage? There's well, well, there are 47,000 works in 47, the collection. 47,000, yeah. And yeah. usually we have, you know, three or 
three to five percent, depending on what's happening, of those on display. Mm. So there is the mandate there to rotate the works, yeah, and particularly exactly. for works on paper, for instance. Mm. But also we want the gallery to be a place where you're not sure what you're going to catch or find mm. next. And mm. just this morning we've started a program, which is a really incredible project that involves a Japanese-born contemporary artist who now lives in Berlin. Mm. She is making in Adelaide the only site-specific installation in the Southern Hemisphere. Her name is Chiharu Shiota, S-H-I-O, I-O-T-A, Shiota. Chiharu Shiota works with kilometres of red wool. Oh, I've seen, I've heard about her. Yeah, okay. So, so she, with, yeah. with through the support of private yeah. benefactors in Adelaide, she is making it work for us. So it'll become a destination. People will arrive in Adelaide and they'll say, what are you going to see? Let's go to the art gallery. Oh, I've heard there's that mm. work mm. where there are hundreds of kilometres of red wall stretched, stretched across the So she's coming room. here to actually do that specifically for us? Sure is, just for us. And that'll be up for at least two years. So that'll become a destination piece. Mm. Mm. So we're trying to... Um, enrich and broaden the programming so people can think okay yeah i know that that work is there i can go and pay a kind of pilgrimage if you like to that work mm. the, that's so, that's going to be a mind-blowing thing for, for all age groups too isn't it definitely yeah. so that opens at the end of this month in a couple of weeks time but that that starts today that that installation and you can see the installation happening as you come through the art gallery so i can go in there and have a look and see sure her can. actually working away sure can how long will she, will she take to do it it'll take about three weeks wow yeah wow which is pretty incredible. Go and in also, once a week for the next three weeks yeah. and see it progress. Yeah, come in for lunchtime and have yeah, a look. Yeah. Don't bring your lunch yeah. with you, of course, no. but come in at lunch. <laughs> I guess the other thing that's worth noting is just about this idea of audience, like trying to, to broaden mm. the audience. And now we have a teen, a teen program. I mentioned the children's program before. We've got these great adult programs. Mm. And we acknowledged a couple of years ago, and we've managed to seek the support of the Balnaves Foundation, that we needed to kind of close that gap between. So we run a program now. We do six big events per year for the 13- to 17-year-olds. And what, do you, what, what does that consist of? So we will be running a program this Saturday night, for instance, where we focus on Sala, we focus on South Australian Living yeah. Artists, mm -hmm. and inspired by all of the art that's on display in the gallery at the moment for Sala, we've matched those works with some emerging artists, so some recent graduates from our art schools, and they'll be working with teenagers to make works of art of their own. Fantastic. I know. Yeah, it's, it's really, really exciting stuff, isn't it? Yeah. It's really yeah. fabulous. We had about 330 teenagers to the last event. Horrifying thought, I know. <laughs> <laughs> All in one room. Uh, Lisa Slade's with us. Uh, she's uh, with the Art Gallery of South Australia. If you've got any questions for uh, Lisa, give us, a, give us a call, 8223 or any suggestions. Um, uh, now, also, the other big news is that you've got a new boss coming. Indeed. Yeah, which is, is, is exciting stuff. It's very exciting, and it's a historic moment, really, yeah, for Adelaide. Fir first woman. Yeah, the suffrage the suffrage city and the suffrage <laughs> yes, state yes. finally get a sister <laughs> to run the building. I'm very happy, as I'm sure you can hear. <laughs> I can hear. see. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no it, it, is, it is great. Now, who yeah. is it? It's Rana Devonport. Mm. Now, Rana Devonport is uh, an Australian. She was born in Brisbane. She worked as an educator early on. Good way to start. It's how, how I started in yeah, the game. I was yeah. a high school teacher for 10 years. So she taught for a few years and then stepped into curating and into project work in museums. She worked for the Asia Pacific Triennial up in Brisbane and then she went across to work in um, New Zealand and she's been in Auckland and other parts of New Zealand for about 12 years now. So she's coming back. She's coming back to Australia. She's never lived in Adelaide. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. But she has, um, I believe, admired us from afar. <laughs> we have a similar size city in many ways, mm. but a, a larger collection and a much larger visitation. I think just going back to the point about visitors, our one million, we double their visitor numbers here in Adelaide. Mm. Okay, yeah. She's got big shoes to fill. 
She has, and shiny ones I hope she's as not well. listening. <laughs> yeah, shiny ones as well. Shiny shoes of Mr. Yeah. Mitsovich, yeah. who's yeah. now running the National the Gallery, National of Gallery. course. Yeah. She has got big shoes to fill, and but a really exciting time ahead. We are really pushing forward on the idea of a second a second site because we we know, we feel confident that we can deliver great things for All right, we'll get on to that in a moment. Uh, Cheryl has called in from Dernancourt. Hi, Cheryl. Hi. Um, I've always thought, like with the airports, it's been a while since I've been there, but the pictures I've seen is reasonably boring. <laughs> Why don't they have beautiful, bright, colourful artwork in the in the airports? Yep. Because that's the first port of call for tourists. Yeah. Well, I, I think you should go and pay your airport a visit, Cheryl, because there are actually Sala works of art on display at the Adelaide Airport at the moment. I think there are about eight artists who are the focus of a display there, that, which is part of this year's Sala Festival. We do projects Hello? from... Oh, you there? Can you hear, can yeah, you hear Cheryl? That's okay. Yeah, yeah. So we do projects at the art gallery with, with our friends at Adelaide Airport, but these days they're doing a really great job of animating those walls and there's often quite a lot of art on the walls these days at the airport in, in Adelaide. And they get rolled over fairly quickly, they fairly re- frequently too, don't they? They yeah. do, they do. Yeah. I mean, there are, as you can understand, some kind of hazards or risks with having high-value yeah, work yeah, there yeah. in that public They're very domain. public, very but, public. But Cheryl's point is an excellent one. It's the place where we have time to spend that we don't really have mm. in many other places in our lives these days. Good point, Cheryl. But uh, as uh, Lisa said, perhaps pop out for another visit because they turn over fairly quickly and there is some pretty spectacular stuff there at the moment. I was only there last week. Uh, We're talking to uh, Lisa Slade, who's with the Art Gallery of South Australia. Give us a call if uh, you've got any comments about uh, any of the great exhibitions you've seen or about any memories you've got as a kid, perhaps, going Mm. along to the Art Gallery. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Give us a call. As the days get longer and the nights get warmer, it means the 5AA Night Out season is on its way. 5AA are proud to continue their partnership with Bowls SA for the statewide 5AA Night Owls competition. 5AA Night Owls is all about enjoying the game in a relaxed and fun environment. Anyone can play and clubs throughout South Australia offer 5AA Night Owls social programs throughout the warmer months. For more information, visit bowlssa.com.au. 5AA, proud partners of the 5AA Night Owls. There's loads of things you can find at the Finsbury Hotel, like a family-friendly atmosphere, modern Aussie pub fare with an Asian twist. But what you'll really find is a good old-fashioned pub with nothing old about it because the Finsbury Hotel has been reborn. With huge internal renovations, when you walk in, you're walking into your new local. So if you've driven past before and never come in, now's the time. The Finsbury Hotel, your new local. Find us on Facebook or finsburyhotel.com.au. Alan! Tobars! Alan! Tobars! Oh! Alan! Tobars! Alan! Tobars! Adelaide's most trusted and experienced tow bar manufacturer and installer. alantobars.com.au Alan! Hazel knows she needs some help if she is to stay in her own home. There are things I can't do that I used to be able to do. Hazel's needs are managed with ECH Essential Care. The girls help me shower. Someone takes me shopping. I don't think I'd be here if I didn't have ECH. Ask ECH about Essential Care. Call 1300 275 324 or visit ech.asn.au. Well, I don't want to think about a nursing home. I'm happy the way I am in my own home. Rossi boots are legendary, and so are the people who wear them. Right now, you can get your feet into a pair of Rossi boots for less. 
The Rossi Boots factory outlet is clearing a huge range of samples, discontinued and second stock. Some at more than 50% off. Plus, buy two pairs and get one pair free. Rossi Boots clearance sale at the factory outlet, 84 Sir Donald Bradman Drive, Hilton. Rossi Boots, Australian since 1910. One of the biggest areas in our business at the moment that we're seeing is families travelling with other families and also multi-generational travel. 5AA's Travel Talk with Phil Hoffman of Phil Hoffman Travel. Sometimes people say to me, but Phil, look, my eldest son with the kids are in New Zealand and someone's in New York. How are we going to bring them all together? And I said, but that's what we do every day is we're looking after people travelling from A to B to C to Z. So, But that's our expertise. Uh, you know, we, we do it all the time. We've built that over many years and we're still learning. Every day you learn something else about travel, a new destination. And that's what I think keeps the staff motivated, excited. But also the thing I love is watching people go away and come back so excited about that trip and then planning the next trip. And, you you know, you're their connection and building up that connection that whole time of seeing them with their bucket list. I get very excited about it. For more Travel Talk and travel tips with Phil, go to the Travel Talk page on 5AA.com.au. Thanks to Phil Hoffman Travel. 5AA recommends the best services and products across SA. Adelaide Guitar Festival returns this August with an unparalleled lineup of guitarists from around the world. August 9 to 12, Adelaide Festival Centre. AdelaideGuitarFestival.com.au in Adelaide and across South Australia, this is Alan Hickey. Scrape your caravan, Walker Crash Caravan Repairs. Easy insurance repairs, fast. Yes, indeed, 11 minutes away from 2 o'clock, we have our good friend uh, Lisa Slate, uh, who's Assistant Director of Artistic Programs at the Art Gallery of South Australia. That's not a bad title, Lisa. Well, I've actually got a temporary one at the moment because oh, I'm Acting Director at the moment. Are you the Acting Boss? I am. No I'm one sh- told me that. It's I sh- okay. I should have said all rise when you walked in. <laughs> I'm sharing the job with my wonderful colleague, Mark Horton, and together we are, it's a rather ungainly title, but we are Co-Acting Directors. Co-Acting Directors. Mm of the Art Gallery of South <laughs> Australia. There you go, when you were a high school teacher a few years ago, you yep. didn't think you'd end up being uh, acting director of the entire <laughs> uh, Art Gallery, did you? I certainly did not. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you've got any questions or any comments uh, or any fond memories of the Art Gallery of South Australia, give us a call, 8223 How much does the the, the, the splendour of the building... You know, North mm. Terrace is one of the most, you know, absolutely superb boulevards in the entire world. Let's face it, yep. we should be really, really proud Agreed. of what's happened uh, in uh, North Terrace. And a key part of it, of course, is the art gallery. How much does that play a role in attracting people? I think it plays a tremendous mm. role, and I think we saw that with the success of Colours of Impressionism. We made the decision to put the exhibition right up the front. Yeah. So yeah. just behind the columns, in essence, you mm. walk into Impressionism, and I think that really made a difference. It underscored for us, because we're always looking and evaluating what we do, and it underscored for us that that experience of art needs to be right there, it needs to be present for mm. people, mm. it needs to be ever visible. So we really hope with our second site that we can have that same sense of presence but also that sense of grandeur that can come with a contemporary building and it certainly yep. has happened with our incredible sandstone boulevard that we have currently and so that leads us to exactly uh, uh you know the next part of the plan is the old ra site yeah part of it will be yours 
Where are we at? We've got a. We, we, someone has actually won the competition as far as yes. the, the, the design goes. That's right. Where are we at now? So there was an international design yep. competition, and the the winner was selected by an international jury a couple of months ago. The winner are Dilla Scafidio and Renfro, so three partners together, mm-hmm. working with Woods Bagot here in Adelaide, and they also have a team of other partners, everyone from Australian Dance Theatre through to Landscape Architects. So very much a kind of collaboration to pull off something like this, which is so important. They were announced as the winners. Mm-hmm. They're announced as the winning team. They put forward a design. But yep. what happens now is that that design is scrutinised. That design is uh, looked at with the client, which is, of course, the Art Gallery of South Australia and the Government of South Australia. And we sit down together and we very rigorously interrogate that proposal. So the design that we all saw in the paper that weekend when we had the five mm-hmm. designs, the mm-hmm. five finalists or whatever, it was the one... Remind me, it was the the white building, it, wasn't it, with the, the yes, ramp? Yes, excellent. And yeah. it kind of had a sawtooth roof, that's roof right, structure. That's right. And so that's not very... exact necessarily exactly what we're going to get. You're no. going to now go back with them and say, hey, we like this bit, that's we don't right. like this bit, that bit. There yeah. are signature elements. Yeah. And Dillis Cofidio and Renfro are yet to have a building in Australia, so we think this is our big opportunity. Right, okay, yeah. They're just about to complete the shed in New York, and they built the Broad, which is spelled B-R-O-A-D. If you Google it, it's phenomenal in L.A. So they've built some of the world's best mm-hmm contemporary art spaces what they know is is that the contemporary art gallery and space needs to be pliable it needs to be mutable and a city of like ours a city of festivals we need to have a space where we can do many things for many people they won the design pretty much for that reason there's also a very deep connection that they have made with woods baggett and with local teams they worked very closely with ghana people here in adelaide to ensure that the design respects and listens deeply to ghana cultural heritage so it's a design that we feel is in its uh, in its early kind of expression perfectly attuned to what mm. we need to do here. Now what we do is we put it through the crucible of testing. Yeah, yeah. Because during the design competition, probity laws mean that they can't discuss the design with us. So that's no way to develop a building, mm, is it, okay. in science? Yeah, yeah, but now you can. <laughs> that's right. Mm, so mm. they all it's a level playing field. All six submitted. They won the process. And now what happens, we enter into a period of really rigorous interrogation to make sure Adelaide mm. gets the best building for our collection, but also for future audiences. Well, what I find really exciting is, you know, you, you have the naysayers saying, oh, you know, we... You know, we've got to hold on to the history. It's North Terrace, blah, blah, blah. Yep. Have a look at the other end of North, North Terrace. We've got this the Sandry Building and so yeah. forth. They look absolutely spectacular. <laughs> they don't look out of place. No. You know, you've got Parliament House, you've got uh, the, the Convention Centre, we've got Samri and so forth. Um, we can do the same down the other end. Absolutely. We've got the beautiful boulevard that we've talked about, you know, with the gallery and the, the museum and so forth and the, and the university. That's right. Then the old hospital, the buildings we're, we're keeping from the old that's hospital. Right. And then we can have this ex- big explosion at the, the end world's, the that's world's overlooking the Botanic Gardens. How, what an opportunity. It. And the world's best architects came out mm. to play for that reason because they saw mm. that it was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Mm. They said there is nowhere in the world that you get to build a cultural destination that's at the corner of the grid of a very beautifully planned city that is essentially part of a Botanic Garden. Mm. The winning design will be a sculpture within the garden that sits yes, within will, yes, a city yeah. that's surrounded mm. by garden. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so beautiful. It really is a really exciting times. So I've got a couple of calls here. Vern sure. is at Pasadena. Hi, Vern. Yeah, hi, Alan. And your guest is Christy, is it? Uh, Lisa. Lisa. Uh, Lisa, sorry. Um, you mentioned uh, when you're in Canberra that you go to the gallery. Yes. Right. Um, my great uncle, there's a room. 
uh, named after him in the gallery. Mm. And um, his books, he was a printer in Melbourne, mm. and his books were all taken to Canberra, and going through them, they found uh, an atlas, mm. hand-drawn atlas, and there's one of only a very few. They realised he was in London at that particular time. It went up for auction, mm-hmm. and it was found in his collection. Now, I have uh, uh, the advertiser that, uh, when it was found, it was... Um, uh, on front front page of the advertiser. Huh? What, uh, what, was, what was his name, Vern? Uh, Petherick. Petherick. Yeah. And there's, now, a, there's, he, there's a room named after him at the, the yeah. National Gallery. I, okay. We'll uh, keep our my eyes wife, open. yeah, uh, my wife and and two of our children at that time um, went went and had a look through it. They were so happy to to have a family member absolutely uh, yeah. go and and look. And we actually were taken to to see the the atlas. And I have just my uh, my son's actually my son's arms holding it with gloves. I couldn't use a flash or anything like that, no, and no. took a photo of it. But it's it's priceless. Fantastic! And, and it's quite incredible to you know I have the, still have the cutting from yeah. back in the sixties I think when they actually discovered it, and uh, now it, you can see it by special permission I think. Um, but I'm quite proud you know, yeah, going absolutely. there and, Real and seeing the room. and Wonderful cl- claim to fame, Vern. Uh, thanks for the call. Uh, we'll keep our eye out for the next time uh, I'm at the National Gallery and <laughs> have a bit of a look at that. Robin's at Largs Bay. Hello, Robin. Hello. How are you? Um, I'd love to speak with Lisa about something that I saw in the gallery on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Yes, she's Lisa, here. She's listening. Um, Yes, Lisa, I um, came along to see the Impressionist exhibition and congratulations to the gallery. It was absolutely fabulous. I also uh, wondered where the luncheon for the boating party painting was and found out later that, you know, I didn't expect to maybe see it there, but apparently it's in Washington, D.C. in the Phillips. Gallery That's there. right, and it has been to Adelaide. It actually, yes. the the Renoir was in Adelaide a couple of decades ago. But you're oh, right; it's goodness. in the National Collection in Washington. Yes, and so the other query I have is this: about four years ago, I visited in one of my visits to the gallery. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be inspired. I, you know, wanting wanting to have a bit of art in front of me. And as soon as I walked in the front door, there was this um, beautifully designed and uh, crafted um, horse a horse, um, uh, you know, sort of hanging from, Mm -hmm. you know, the uh, ceiling. Mm -hmm. And um, it it just instantly depressed me. I thought, oh, my God, you know, what? You know, and I could see it was very artistic. Anyway, um, I have seen it there. Since. um, You know, it's still there. Yeah, it is. And when I detoured out of the Impressionist um, exhibition and and sort of did an exit the other way, the last thing I saw was tap again. And I thought, my goodness, they've still got it there. Yeah. Do you want, can I tell you a little bit about the horse? I love horses. Yeah, I absolutely so does, love horses. So does the artist who made that work. So I know, and and look, I understand, and I sort of read up about it, but I really think it's quite depressing yeah. to see it sort of there. There's some wonderful sculptures and yep. um, other exhibits around it, which are really quite enlightening. But you know, is it about time that 
that, that that particular exhibit has sort of exited out. It's such a popular work. It's a really important work for us too. So art is not always nice. It's not always pretty. It's not always easy. And in fact, Belinda de Brookier, who's the artist, who's a Belgian artist, made that work as a tribute to the Belgian draft horses who were killed. Um, horses were killed in their millions, in effect, mm. during war. And so what she's done, and no animal has been harmed in the making of that work, far from it. She is an artist who is deeply, deeply committed and loves horses. It's called Wear All Flesh, so she is trying to move us. So in effect, I guess, Robin, your emotional effect is just what she was kind of planning. Mm. I appreciate fully that it is not to your taste. It is a work that helps us have conversations in the gallery. Our gallery guides who tour 364 days of the year, I saw them in there this morning talking about that work. It's a work that does stop people in their mm. tracks. Mm. People start to think about the world we live in. People start to think about emotion. They start to think about what's real in their lives. And it's a work that does lead to that, albeit difficult in its in its uh, physicality. It is. It can be a confronting work. I think for artists, sometimes they feel that they want people to know that art can be, just like the world itself, confronting. It can be something that does stop us in our tracks and makes us think deeply about our humanity. Absolutely. Uh, thanks, Robin. Thanks for your call. And thank you so much, Lisa. Um, a thanks, great Robin. explanation and really exciting times ahead. What, what time scale are we looking at uh, for you know, the RA site? That's Good. putting you on the spot. It is putting me on the spot, and that's okay. We're working right now on the plans, yeah. obviously. We're a couple of years away, yeah. uh, but we're ready in terms of what we need to do. Yeah. I know that demolition is actually happening yes, actively happening, down yeah, there as well. Mm. So we're ready to get moving, but we are looking, as you can well imagine, mm. at, at a project like this at a couple of years. That doesn't mean we're going to stop at the Art Gallery of South Australia, though. You can come in and see fantastic photographic exhibitions today. Today, okay. And uh, it's open every day except Christmas Every day, day yeah, every day except Christmas Day. Yeah. And, uh, and what are the hours? Yeah, we're open 10 till 5, 10 but to we 5, are really. open until 9pm on the first Friday of every month. It's a great time to come in. It's a little bit more kind of social. There's music and there's uh, the, the Art Gallery Food and Wine are open. So, yeah, 10 to 5 every day by Christmas Day. North Terrace. Take the kids in. Give, them, the give kids. them a thrill. Take the kids in, even if you just take them in. Uh, send us you know. your teenagers. Yeah, yeah. And send us the teenagers, <laughs> yeah. Thanks very much, Lisa. All the best. Thank you uh, so much, good, Alan. Good to talk to you again. Cheers. Okay, stay with us after the break. Uh, 